Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, a tasty one today. It's Tuesday. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. It is great to have you in. One hour from now, Nick Wright stops by. J-Mac joining me today. Kyle Van Noy, good talker, Chargers guy, linebacker, joining us today as well. We'll probe deep into the Chargers situation. J-Mac, what would you do last night? I plan for today. Today's a huge day, starting the day off with a new shirt, thanks to the wardrobe department. We've yeah. got some big news we're going to reveal later in the show. Big news? Well, I will, at least. Okay. Yeah. I think some fans in the Northwest will be very excited. Okay. If you know what I mean. Okay. Very excited for all this. Big all Lakers right. game tonight. Clippers, huge. Lakers. Hey, no joke. This is a big January basketball game. Lakers are only two games back of the sixth seed in the West. They face the Clippers tonight. Huge one at the Crypt. Is that what they're calling it now? The crib. I'm just trying to be cool and sound fun. <laughs> so uh, NFL executive says Russell Wilson is washed amid the Sean Payton rumors. I have been told the Broncos have made a decision. They want Sean Payton. Russell Wilson has told the Broncos owners he wants Sean Payton. Here's the dilemma. According to an NFL exec, Denver's got the best tradition. The new owners seem aggressive. They're willing to spend. But I think Russell Wilson's washed and the lack of draft capital holding him back. The defense is very good, but Mahomes and Herbert aren't going anywhere in that division. So, you know, you think to yourself, if Brian Dable can get Daniel Jones to the playoffs, can Sean Payton get Russell Wilson to the playoffs? Well, Herbert and Mahomes are not playing in the NFC East. But I think one of the things that Sean Payton has to think about, and it's a real thing, With Daniel Jones, there are some limitations, but they're football limitations. You know what you have. It's right in front of you. But with Russell Wilson, there's self-awareness issues, trying to simultaneously be a football star and elevate Ciara's career issues. There's the isolation issues from teammates. He's got his own office. That's an issue. And his own chiropractor, I'm told. That's an issue. A lot of this stuff is personality. 
emotional, family stuff, that's way harder. The football stuff for a Brian Dable or a Sean Payton, that's not, that's not as difficult. Wasn't it a little bit, and I'm a Russell Wilson fan, wasn't it a little bit an eye-opener when he left the Seahawks and former teammates, some of them offensive, use words like fake, isolated, not approachable. There are so many things to like about this, and they'll probably play, pay upwards of $25 million for Sean Payton, but I think I'd pass. Evaluating quarterbacks is certainly not an exact science. I couldn't stand Zach Wilson as a prospect. Joe Douglas of the Jets, a sharp, shrewd young GM, loved him. I met somebody last week, former NFL coach, loved Zach Wilson. Again, I'm just a radio TV guy. I couldn't stand him as a prospect. I didn't like Baker Mayfield as a prospect. I didn't love Jameis Winston as a prospect. I don't know more than GMs. It's inexact. You're not really sure. But here's the one thing that is exact. All the great ones, all of them, have like an approachable feel, kind of relatable. One of the guys, go out drinking on a Tuesday night. You can put your arms around them. That's like the opposite of what you're hearing from former Seahawks and some current Broncos, although a couple of players late in the year did defend Russell Wilson. You got to be a unifier, one of us, relatable, approachable, can't have your own doctor and chiropractor and therapist. And, and, and I look at NFL quarterbacks who have often had their careers implode. It's not the football stuff. Tyler Murray, it imploded. It was the personal stuff. Jay Cutler, personal stuff. Nobody liked him. Jeff George, I know a lot of you don't know who Jeff George is. World-class arm talent. Not enough people liked him. Uh, Baker Mayfield butchered the podium. Uh, Zach Wilson in, in New York. I saw a story this weekend. They were rejoicing <laughs> when he got benched. It's not the football stuff. An older Aaron, an older Russell Wilson, sometimes not viewed as unifiers, aloof, don't spend off seasons with the young guys. I don't know. I think with Russell Wilson, Denver wants Sean Payton. Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton. I think the deal would be done today if Sean Payton said, all right, I'm your coach. And he may. I got to pay a lot of money. The defense is good. And there's some really nice weapons. A star running back got injured. He's back. Tight ends are solid. Receivers are beyond solid. They got a good left tackle. But there's so many hoops to jump through. And sometimes it's just easier to have football stuff to deal with. Not like personality stuff. Has Green Bay ever truly figured out Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I don't think they have. I st and those are smart, capable people. They go into meetings with him. They've been around him for 15 years. They still can't quite nail him down on the personality stuff and the offseason stuff. I think if I'm Sean Payton, $25 million is a lot of money. I think I'd pass. All right, so speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's now no longer just um, a rumor. Ian Rappaport is an excellent reporter. He is saying what many others are saying, trading Aaron's on the table. Now, obviously, Aaron's very, very expensive. But um, a couple of years ago, Jerry Jones said something, and it really stuck with me. He was talking about Dak's contract. 
And uh, although at the time I thought it was too much for Dak, his point on paying for nice things is accurate. Here's Jerry. The truth is, most anything that I've ever been involved in that ended up being special, I overpaid for. Every time to the end. Anytime I've tried to get a bargain, I got just that. It was a bargain <laughs> in a lot of ways and not up to standard. By the way, you know who got a bargain at quarterback this year? The Steelers with Mitch Trubisky. They stole him. The Falcons stole Marcus Mariota. Panthers did with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they got a bargain. All right. I don't know how you look in the AFC, like a Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, and you see Mahomes and Allen and Lamar and Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how you look at your current quarterback situation and feel good about it. The only way to get value at quarterback Jalen Hurts, draft him. That's it. <laughs> and most teams that draft a quarterback know you got to have like Mike Tomlin security or Bill Belichick security to withstand the two or three growing pain years. Otherwise, you got to go to the market and pay. Like I look at the Jets, really good roster, desperate for a quarterback, and they're not paying any of their top five or six offensive players anything. He fits. New York, Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to be overwhelmed by it. I don't know. Also, I think Green Bay would be fine. The Bears, defensive head coach, defensive culture, lost 10 straight. Offense is an absolute mess. Minnesota won 11-0 in one possession games, one score games. They're the easiest team to predict a pullback next year. They're not going 11-0 and in one-score games. Just like the previous year, they lost eight one-score games. They'll probably be 5-5, and 6-4, and 4-6. Four, four They're going to pull way back. And Detroit, I like their story, but they haven't won the division since the early 90s. I think it was 93. I think it's 30 years ago exactly. I may be wrong. So I think Green Bay would be fine. If Jordan Love was a B-minus quarterback in that division, you will absolutely contend for a playoff spot. Oh, yeah, with Aaron this year, you didn't make the playoffs. I think it makes sense for Green Bay. You get a first-round pick this year, maybe a couple of seconds. You've got a nice roster. You could use another tight end, another edge rusher, maybe a wide receiver. But Jordan's not making any money for two years, at least one year, so you can handle Aaron Rodgers' dead cap hit. But how in the world in the AFC can you look at that Mount Rushmore and then some roster of young star quarterbacks, generational talents in their prime, and go, we're good here. Tennessee, you're not. Miami, you're not. Jets, you're not. Take a big swing. And Green Bay, rip the Band-Aid off. Every time Jerry Jones has sought a bargain, it's exactly what he got. Falcons got one this year. Steelers got one this year. Carolina got two this year. Got a bargain at quarterback? It's all you have. All right. A lot of stuff going on today. McIntyre said he has a big announcement. I have no idea what it is, so I'm very excited for that. I just wanted to fact check something here real quick. I have it in my notes, which you just said. Did you? I just want to confirm I heard correctly. If you're Sean Payton and Denver offered $25 million, you think you'd pass? Yeah. Okay. 
because Denver's going to pay probably 18 to 17 million for somebody else, it will reset the market and you'd make 20 to 25 next year with a better situation. How do you know there's a better situation next year? Well, first of all, I know what Belichick makes today and what he makes 10 years ago. So the market gets reset constantly. The NFL coaching market, there is no salary cap. So it gets reset all the time based on, you know, Jim Harbaugh next year comes in. So Harbaugh, I was told they would have gotten about 18 million. Peyton will get closer to 25 million. But Sean Payton does very well here. The market just keeps going up. It's not like Sean would be offered nine next year. He's going to be the best coach on the market this year and next year. Who's right. available? I guess the question would be, are you certain that a good job with a potential Hall of Fame quarterback, which is what Russell Wilson is, okay. is going to be open? Let me ask you this. Sean McDermott. This happens again next year. You and I would take Sean McDermott. I would, I would dump McDermott now. So would I. Yeah. They won't do that in Buffalo. Um, you know, let me ask you this. Chargers don't make the playoffs. I mean, you got Mahomes. You got, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But the, the, the opposite is true. Chargers could face the Bills in the AFC Championship game, you know? It's possible. And then neither of those jobs. You're, and then Sean Payton's at home your take trying away. to come on my podcast or something. Come on. So you're a young broadcaster, podcaster. When, so when somebody just says, here's a bunch of money, your natural inclination is, take it. No, 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 no. Not all the way. I'm not a, not I, I'm a believer in follow good management. There's a sea of money. Sean Payton is doing just fine. I'd rather t ask yourself this. Would you rather take a better situation at 18 or the Broncos at 24? Nothing against it. Yeah, but the, you're, you're, there is no situation at 18. That's, seven, at least not yet. Seven coaches a year get whacked. Seven. Fair. You think next year's the year nobody gets fired? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, Robert Salek. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I had this discussion with Sean. I actually had this discussion with yes. Sean. Because he was interviewing, and it's, it's all out there. I'm not disclosing anything. Carolina is interviewed. So, right. And my takeaway, I'd take Arizona over Carolina, and people think that's crazy. But Arizona's got a super talented quarterback. If you look at the history of the NFL, they gave us, they give us one star quarterback a year. One. Now, because of the cultural changes, there's more good quarterbacks. It's up to one and a half, maybe two. Okay. You do realize every year eight teams need it. You may. How long did Miami, they still have never replaced Marino. Yeah. Denver had to go buy Peyton Manning, and for about two to three years they got, they got Elway. Yeah. That's so my takeaway is a job can be great. If you do not have a star at quarterback, it's over. Okay. I'm going to bolster Arizona's your Arizona's got one. Because I like you, I'm going to help your argument. Yeah. Houston Texans get the number one pick and they get Caleb Williams. It's, is that a better job than Carolina, Arizona, Denver? Yes. Oh, you know it is. Because yes. look at the four quarterbacks left standing in the playoffs. Yeah. None of their big money deals have kicked in yet. You need that quarterback on the rookie deal. Houston? That's going to be a great job next year, assuming they get the number one pick. So my takeaway is Sean Payton. Would you rather go in with a ton of cap space for four years, draft capital and Caleb Williams, whoever gets Drake May, the kid from Carolina, he's another A-plus player. Next year, we've got two yeah. Trevor Lawrence-ish level players. Yeah. So stay at Fox. You think you can solve everything. Russell Wilson's dilemmas are beyond football. There's the isolation, the self-awareness, Ciara's career. There's a lot of stuff that Sean Payton's not a therapist. He's a football coach.
Now, coaches all think they can do it all. They can't. You got to be it. So my point is, if the league next year, we're going to have multiple teams, not tanking, but multiple teams vying for Caleb Williams and Drake May. I don't remember a year, and I don't. It may be the Marino-Elway year where we had two A-plus plus candidates. These kids are great players. You don't get that. You get like a Trevor Lawrence and then a bunch of Justin Fields, Trey Lance, who could work in the right situation. Mm. Next year is two guys, they're going to work, and you fire the coach after a year if he can't figure it out. Like, like Trevor Lawrence was, oh, Urban's not working. Get him out of here. This kid's going to win the division with the right coach. Boom, they did, and they did. That's what Caleb Williams and Drake May are. Those guys are different. I like that idea of Sean Payton waiting a year for one of those two jobs. Or, or yeah. one of those two jobs or the possibility of the seven other openings, one of them would have a good quarterback. Mm. So next year you get two things. You get seven job openings. One should have a good quarterback and two superstar quarterbacks. What do they say? Patience is a virtue? Yeah, that's I mean, right. So that could apply here to Peyton and Denver. No, need to no draft capital. Yeah. Not enough picks. Quarterback issues. And, and we win, too, because that means Peyton gets to come on here and regale us with tails. Selfishly? Yeah. yeah. I'm all in on that, yeah. yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. 
and that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I was reading an article yesterday by Tyler Dunn, who was sort of eviscerating Sean McDermott, the coach of the Buffalo Bills. And and Sean McDermott did bring um, some stability to a chaotic locker room in Buffalo. Nobody's saying he's an awful coach, but we have a revolution going on in football in America And it's amazing to me these billionaire owners aren't paying attention. I'll give you an example. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the most, that's the key word here, the most successful defensive head coaches this year. Sean McDermott went the furthest. He was routed at home in the playoffs, and they had absolutely no offensive identity for three and a half hours. It was humiliating effort. The second most successful defensive coach this year was Brandon Staley. Um, Epic second-half meltdown. Scored three points, second half. No offensive adjustments with Justin Herbert. The third most successful defensive coach was Pete Carroll, who was routed by the Niners six points in the second half. No offensive adjustments. The next most successful coach was Todd Bowles, he trailed at one point with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and a healthy Ur offensive line, 31 to 6. The next three most successful defensive coaches this year, many finished in last place, were Mike Tomlin at 9 and 8, Ron Rivera at 8, 8 and 1, and Belichick at 8 and 9. In all three, the offense struggled, at times pathetic. A baseball manager can understand pitching and hitting. So can a Hockey coach, an NBA coach, MLS. You can understand both sides of the sport. It's not that way with football. It's not. Bill Parcells, Sean Payton tells you stories. Bill's a psychological guru and a brilliant organizer. They didn't know offense. Didn't even understand quite the language. Belichick does not know offense. Can't draft it, can't develop it. Think about this. Nine of the ten best offenses in the NFL made the playoffs. 90%. Five of the top six second-half offenses made the playoffs, including Brian Dable, who's dealing with Daniel Jones at quarterback. You're not maximizing your opportunity to win in professional football with a defensive culture. It's like not shooting the three in basketball. You're just not maximizing your opportunity. San Antonio's been stubborn. They're awful. Golden State never was. They're great. You start looking around at the cult. It's not just a defensive coach. It's the culture in the building. Chicago, historically a defensive culture. The offense is a disaster. Let me name some teams that spend the most money on defense in the NFL. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Seattle, Titans, Chargers. Shocker. All defensive coaches. The world has changed. 
billionaires. Hello, anyone watching? That doesn't mean every defensive coach wouldn't work. I still think you need a great defensive coordinator. When I talked to Sean Payton about the Denver job or Arizona, he had his defensive coordinator all picked and ready to go. But when you watch Mike Zimmer, a respected defensive coach, leave Minnesota, highly respected, a kid, a former player becomes offensive coach, and they go from the team that lost the most one-possession games in the league to the team that went 11-0 and in one-possession games. Are you paying attention? It is the three-point shot 12 years ago. You are literally not maximizing the sport if you've got your money on the defensive side, Pittsburgh and Seattle, your defensive coach, a defensive culture in the building. You talk about toughness and run games, and, oh, that's adorable. Nine of the top ten offenses make the playoffs. The teams that adjust at halftime. You watch Buffalo. What was that? First series, Josh Allen at home, three and out. Stephon Diggs disappeared. Didn't use Josh Allen's legs in the first half. It's not that Sean McDermott can't coach. It was pathetic. I mean, it was, it was, I don't even know what it was. Defensive coach, defensive culture, defensive draft pick. Look at Buffalo. Two great offensive players. Rest of them are all on defense. Humiliated at home. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So the Cincinnati Bengals obviously on the cusp of back-to-back Super Bowl trips. They'll have to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead to make it happen. But they have won three in a row over Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Joe Burrow says this season's Bengals team is better than last year's. Here's what he had to say. I think we're a more complete team. I think we're a better team. And we we just seem to to make plays when it counts. That's all there is to say. I think our line is better. I think our run game is better. I think our defense is better. I, I just think our special teams is better. We're just overall a much better team than we were last year. I totally agree. I, I, I think they, and by the way, they have playoff experience. That helps. Zach Taylor. I think they're a significantly better team. They are a two and a half point favorite in Kansas City. It's moved yeah. up. Well, yeah. Well, Fox Bet has it one and a half, but in Vegas, it's two and a half. And I don't know if that means somebody knows something about Mahomes' ankle, but Colin, the matchup just has favored. Cincinnati, the last three times these guys have met. Andy Reid has kind of been shut down in the second half. I was looking back at some of them and like, yes, they're close games. But Joe Burrow has been like unstoppable against Kansas City. Like the Spagnolo defense just is not also, working. I, I, to me, if the line moves from one and a half to two and a half in Vegas, Vegas always feels like it's hours ahead of the market. The Mahomes injury. Right? Like, you saw him limping on handoffs, and that's during the game when he's got adrenaline. How do you think it's going to yeah. feel tomorrow, Wednesday? Well, well, we'll see what the practice reports say when the media gets in there. Um, but one quick word on the Bengals. So they went and spent lavishly on the offensive line. Two of those guys are hurt. I know. It's a damn good thing they spent, Colin, because well, now they got, like, credible backups behind the big well, money guys. And they also drafted the Clemson tackle. I think he was a Jackson tech- Carmen, who was outstanding against Buffalo. Listen, he'll have his hands full this week. It's a little bit of a tougher matchup. Uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones on that line is, is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, Chris Jones up. is really, He's really excellent. good. Yeah.
Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, they beat the Jags, obviously, last week. Mahomes had the high ankle sprain that will surely impact his play. Mahomes has said he'll play, but Andy Reid doesn't want to make any decisions just yet. Here's Andy Reid on the latest from Mahomes. How encouraged are you by the past two days of treatment? Yeah, no, he's he's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment and is doing okay. I mean, he, he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So, I mean, that's... Uh, um, that's his mindset, and, and then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. I've got to see how he how he feels. Uh, you know, when we get ready for practice. Yeah, he'll play. That's not the issue. The the uh, apparently the the issue is mobility and extending plays. And there you go. I don't know, Colin. I'm getting worried about Mahomes, <laughs> and that kind of stinks, right? You you don't want an injured Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. We want to see him at full strength. Well, this stuff. I want to see Chad Henney for three quarters. Yeah, I don't think we will. This stuff's not linear. Brady went ten years without winning a Super Bowl with Belichick, with with great defenses, with Dante Scarnecchia. It's hard. I, and I don't want to be like look ahead guy, but Patrick Mahomes, his new deal kicks in next year. No question. Both their tackles are free agents. Okay. A couple well, receivers, Jarek McKinnon. Here's the other thing: they couldn't keep their top corner. Ward goes to the Niners. Yeah. He's great. They couldn't keep Tyreek Hill. This is you and I have been talking about this off air. Dallas is in a precarious situation. Dak is the number two quarterback cap hit next year. Zeke, who's not even a top fifteen running back in the league, is a maybe top, maybe top fifteen, not top ten. No, he's the number two running back cap hit. And so, and Tony Pollard, they can't afford. Dalton Schultz, they probably don't afford. Well, they're going to have to probably franchise tag one of those two. I guess it would be Pollard, right? Or, I mean, I like Tony Pollard a lot. Oh, uh, no, maybe he's... Maybe more so than the average guy. Outside of C.D. Lamb, he's their home run hitter. Super dynamic. Yeah. And yeah. and they also have to draft another receiver and another tight end. Well, my, for my mock draft for Fox Sports, Dalton Kincaid, who you know well Tight end Utah. Utah. Oh, yeah. Big boy. It's a good. I mean, he's a plug-and-play guy. He's like 23 years old. Yep. He's not this young guy who doesn't know what he's doing. I, so there are players out there to rebuild quickly if, if Dallas wants to. And final story, Brock Purdy. Boy, what a run. 7-0 mark as the starter <laughs> since Jimmy G went down. Purdy's thrown 14 touchdowns, only two interceptions, and now looks to become the first rookie quarterback to ever start and win a conference title game. Colin, man. Brock Purdy, one of the great draft steals of all time. Look at these numbers for rookie quarterbacks in conference championship games. It ain't pretty, to say the least. We got him on the screen here. <laughs> it's been And awful. you got to go on the road. Philadelphia, a, a top-flight defense. It's a tall order for Purdy. I know. That's what I said yesterday. It just feels like Philadelphia is the side. Mm. You had a, you I think had, we're going to go head-to-head on this one. I think we... Well, we, at the top of the hour... So every every time we get to ranking, a huge yeah, game, yeah. I go get my yellow piece of paper. Who are the ten best players in the game? So I'm going to do it today at the top of the hour. Okay. So is it ten? Not ten best career? No, no, uh, no right, right now. now. Right. Go to PFF level ish. It's opinion. It's what we watched. It's momentum. It's health. Who are the ten best players in the Niners Eagles game? And and almost always, whoever's got a six four seven three advantage wins the game. So. I, I'm very curious to see if Brock Purdy is one of the 10 best players. Hasn't lost 14 touchdowns, two picks. Now, I'm not saying he's an amazing franchise quarterback, but right now, the way he's playing, listen, close game against Dallas, touchdown drive in the second half to win the game. Like, the guy's making plays, Colin. 
Dallas's defense was good. Dan Quinn had a good game plan. No, Dallas played. I thought the Dallas Niner game looked exactly like we both thought it would look like. Yeah, Purdy's not making mistakes. I, I don't know if he's top ten. We'll see. Um, I think you'll be surprised by the uh, number the, one has to be Bosa, defensive player of the year. Well, we'll see. I'm not giving stuff. You're not giving away your big surprise. I don't even know what your big <laughs> surprise is. I'm not giving away. Uh, all right, there we go. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So we'll do that top of the hour with Nick Wright. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Cavino And Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday, it's the NFC Championship game presented by Intuit TurboTax. As the 49ers take on the Eagles with a trip to Super Bowl 57 on the line. It all kicks off at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. With pregame coverage starting at 1 p.m. Eastern only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Can't wait. Um, by the way, little story. Tom Brady, according to Page Six, is at the New York Post. New York Post, correct. Um, didn't you work for the New York Post or something? I did not work for I've been written about in the New York Post. But you but didn't work for him. I did not work for them. Okay. Um, Tom Brady's been spotted in Miami uh, checking out private schools for his kids. Now, remember, Brady had a deal with Miami before it blew up in the Brian Flores lawsuit to be like an owner. He was going to go there with Sean Payton. Uh, When you're in the East Coast and you're a Californian, Miami's very attractive. It's the one East Coast city that's got really nice aqua water, uh, no state tax. Uh, Miami has always felt like, so this is what I've said, even Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr and Brady, work in Miami because it's a distribution offense. Brady at this point in his career needs elevation. He needs protection. Tom is no longer taking Julian Edelman and making him a borderline Hall of Famer. That's not what he's doing. Tom got to Tampa. He knew what he needed. Right tackle, Gronk, A.B., Lenny Fournette. Tom needs protection. This is a distribution offense. Tom Brady doesn't miss starts. He doesn't miss starts. So to me, Miami, that coach, that distribution, that you and I have said this. This is where if I was Derek Carr, I would go in a heartbeat. If I was Kirk Cousins, now they're not going to go after Cousins. I, I, they'll go over Tua over Kirk Cousins. But I do think Derek Carr, uh, you would have to think strongly. Send Tua to the Raiders. You go, you go Derek Carr. I think you'd have to consider it. Don't forget Jimmy Garoppolo obviously has a relationship with uh, McDaniel dating back to San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo makes sense as well. Now, we have a bite from Tom Brady. He was on his own podcast with Jim Gray. He's, he's getting very grumpy. Uh, and Brady uh, clearly has not uh, resolved uh, his decision on what he's going to do this upcoming season. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f- do, I'd have already f- done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only Are the question scratching? that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Um, I will say this. Tom to Miami makes sense. His former home, New England, hired Bill O'Brien yesterday. So he's the offensive coordinator, second time around for the Patriots. Uh, He was a coordinator at Alabama. He's a competent offensive coordinator. He knows what he's doing. So I was saying this morning to the team, I said, New England will be a playoff team next year. It's remarkable. New England was last in the league in red zone offense. Scored 30 points one time. Kansas City did eight times. That in this league now that has pivoted to offense, it's remarkable the Patriots were eight and nine. Had they beaten the Packers in overtime, an overtime game, they would have had a winning record. 
it's almost impossible in this league to have a winning record when you're awful offensively. That a DC was their OC. It doesn't make any sense. So seven of the 14 teams uh, that made the playoffs this year are new. They did not make it last year. Ravens, Jags, Chargers, Dolphins, Vikings, Giants, Seahawks. Next year, you're going to have six to seven new playoff teams. The teams to keep your eye on that did not make the playoffs this year, and we're going to have six to seven, because since 1990, you can go back 33 years, minimum of four plus make the playoffs that didn't, and now we've added some. Here's the teams to me that feel like they'd be the leader on the clubhouse that didn't make it this year that would make it next year. I think New England number one. If you look at their defense, it was second in the NFL in takeaways. Belichick still regarded as the best defensive coach in the NFL. Now they've got a competent offensive coordinator. And I think you'd be surprised if you Googled Mac Jones rookie, rookie numbers. They were really good for a rookie. He is now, this will be his third year in the league. I think New England makes the playoffs. Second, probably if T.J. Watt is upright, Pittsburgh. I do not buy Cleveland at all. Deshaun Watson's, I think, going to have the biggest cap hit in the league. I don't buy the front office. It's nothing against Andrew Barry. The ownership worries me. I don't buy Cleveland. Kenny Pickett, in five of the last six games, he was healthy. Won each of them. In fact, it's won each of his last five healthy games. My bad. I think the Broncos, if they hire Sean Payton, remember, three of their best players, running back Javante Williams, receiver Tim Patrick, and Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, all return, all miss this year. So not only Payton, not only Russell Wilson in year two with a better coach, but they have three offensive players, a left tackle, a receiver, and a running back that would all be added next year. Um, you're looking at me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, who's Raiders, calling? Chargers, out. Uh, Chargers out? I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I would say Lions were a very good football team. Now, their defense is atrocious. But this draft, because they've got the offense figured out, they can just go defense. Hutchinson is a really nice pass rusher. They've got to get better on the defensive interior, and they need another corner. But Jared Goff, with protection in his career, is a B-plus quarterback. He's a very, and they have a really good offensive line. The Rams had 13 different starting offensive lines. I do not believe that will be the case. There's nothing you can do. Stafford is back. I do think they will regain some draft capital by moving Jalen Ramsey for a first and a fifth or a first and a fourth. But they're going to, I've been told, they're going to go heavy offense in the offseason and the draft, and the defense will be on their own. They're going to load up with a tight end, a wide receiver, offensive lineman. They may get another running back. They're going to concentrate on McVay's side of the football in the offseason. The Packers, the Vikings are not going to go 11-0 in one-score games. Green Bay missed the playoffs by a fourth quarter. Uh, Chicago's still a mess. Minnesota's a big pullback. I think Detroit and Green Bay are more than competent, but I think they'll make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers and have a strong likelihood they will with Jordan Love if he's competent. Green Bay makes the playoffs. The roster's too good. Lafleur's competent. I think those two young receivers are only getting better. Aaron Jones, uh, Gary, the defensive lineman back. It's a really good roster. I don't love their special teams. Very competent front office. If they trade Aaron and get a couple of firsts, they'll hit on those as well. And I think you have to look at the Panthers, who both you and I said, if Brady leaves the division, their roster, pretty interesting. They also have one of the richer owners. He'll go get a good coach. I mean, Sean Payton respectfully is interviewing with him 
in a division with the Saints, all his friends. Uh, I think they would pay for a car. They would pay for a Garoppolo uh, and a defense. They've got some weapons we like on the outside. They've got a really nice front seven. This is not a great division. I think if you gave them an offensive coach and Garoppolo and Brady leaves the division. So these would be my early leans. Now, we haven't had a draft. We haven't had free agency. But if you had to ask me today of the seven new teams, that feels like it. So I want to pin you down. Who is coming out of the playoffs? That's the toughest part. In the AFC, I'm assuming you have uh, Dolphins falling out? I, I don't. I, I, this was only about naming the new guys, not <laughs> dumping on the old guys. Yeah, well, I mean. We know, listen, the NFC, okay, we get. I would say Seattle's coming out. Okay, Vikings are coming out. Right. Minnesota. Right. You're not going to go. Argue that. I mean, that's not a knock. I, you, I predicted they would be the most improved team they were. Let me make a prediction. They pull back. Yeah. New York Giants, are they going back to the playoffs? I think Daniel Jones will be better. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll throw one out at you. I don't think Dallas makes the playoffs. Hmm. I think their cap situation's a disaster. Yeah. Um, I don't think Dallas is a playoff team. Philadelphia and the Niners are guaranteed because they're not paying their quarterbacks, yeah. and their rosters are stacked. Yeah. So the Eagles and the Niners are bringing back that we know. We know Kansas City probably makes it. Cincinnati. Um, I'll, I'll throw one at you that you think's crazy. I'll just throw this at you. Brady goes to Miami. Buffalo doesn't make it. Think I'm nuts? It's getting worse. It's not. I, get- I don't hate that. Uh, listen, they're going to have. They got a lot of questions defensively. Several starters. First of all, free agents. Do you see who? They're the classic defensive culture. They they have two expensive safeties and two expensive linebackers. Not much longer. I don't, I don't think you got to move off that. Yeah. You you got to go spend some money and get a second receiver. You got to get a better tackle. Hey, I, you, I just thought of something as you were saying this. Um, you said San Francisco and the Eagles will be back there next year. Well, you don't, the, I would agree a hundred percent. What happens with Trey Lance in San Francisco? You try to get a third, fourth round pick. And do you then keep Garoppolo and have a Garoppolo Purdy tandem at quarterback? I don't think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. How I mean, appealing you're not, is Trey Lance on, uh, to, to, to a Tennessee who well, may not, you know, we got a new guy in Tennessee who no, didn't draft Malik listen, uh, Willis. He, want, he wants to play. The kid didn't play much in college. Yeah, so does Jordan Love. He wants to play. These guys want to play. So, By and the way, I think, do you have Jordan Love as the starting quarterback with the Packers in the playoffs next year? Yeah, I think it's very oh, possible. Now that's probably your spiciest Again, take. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying AFC. We're talking NFC. I know. And there's only one division next year that's guaranteed to be pretty awful. The NFC South. Right. If Brady leaves, it's tragic. It's when? Let's just say when Brady leaves. Yeah, he so he, he, he's not staying there. He's not staying in Tampa. So so he's moving on. Brady tends to be somebody that can see around corners. He's not coming back to Todd Bowles. Uh, also, would he win the division? Yeah, he did this year. It's not. I don't think it's that satisfying for him. I also like the if Brady goes to the Raiders... Are they a playoff team? No. Oh, they made the playoffs last uh, two years ago with Carr. And and uh, I don't even remember the head coach's name. Uh, Let me ask you this. If Sean Payton takes Denver, you think the Raiders are a playoff team? It's the fourth most talented roster. I, I'm not betting against Tom Brady to make the playoffs I am. in, in uh, Vegas. Oh, I am. Him and McDaniels? So his kids are going to be in private school in Miami. Well, now that gets that makes that's an and interesting gonna, layer. You think he's going to be 3,000 miles or whatever Vegas is? I don't. Boy, would you? I, I can't get over Tom Brady going to the Dolphins, and now the Jets once again are going to be in the basement of the AFC East. Well, there's no guarantees. I'm just, I'm just throwing it that out would there. Stink.
Can the Jets get Lamar Jackson? Can we speak that into existence or just no shot? I don't know. I'm not an insider. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I had I had dinner with Sean Payton last week. I'm not an insider. Well, I'm not, I, I don't I don't have boots on the ground every day. That's it was just a dinner with a famous person. Okay, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, Nick Wright. Okay, and we'll give you Niners Eagles, ten most talented players. Next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.